You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi, my name is Blake, and I have just a quick note before we get started. Actually, it's more like a recommendation, because this podcast is an immersive sonic fantasy, and what you're about to hear is best experienced with headphones on, imagination on, and everything else turned off. Welcome to Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast. It's January 2nd, 2021. I'm headed to the Poconos, alone, to explore an abandoned couple's resort called Penn Hills. On the drive, I feel naively happy. Comfortable, because in a few days, the past four years of total chaos will be a thing we only read about in history books. A privileged thought, an ignorant because I don't realize that in four days the country I thought I loved so much will once again prove to be a big liar. In four days, I don't realize something extraordinary is about to happen. In four days, I don't realize that an insidious plan that's been brewing for months will explode and result in the deaths of five people on the grounds of the Capitol in Washington, D.C. But it's the morning of January 2nd, 2021, and I don't know any of this yet. All I know is that I'm parked on the side of the road, grabbing my backpack full of water, camera equipment, masks, my journal, a pen, and extra layers to keep me warm as I poke about this large property, a calling card of the 1980s when big hair was cool and cocaine was flowing and capitalism was digging its heels into the dirt. I have thick-soled boots on because I don't want tetanus. I pull off to the left-hand side of the resort where I see an open gate, From the highway, it's difficult to tell just how sprawling the decaying landscape really is. All I see at the entrance is what appears to be a dilapidated restaurant and an entertainment venue attached to a block of rooms over a garage. I'm wearing a thick black sweatshirt that says 100% human and put my hand on my heart as I pass the no trespassing signs affixed to the shoddy fencing. As is the case with so many abandoned properties I've had the pleasure to explore, no trespassing seems more like a legal precaution than a direct order. A light suggestion. Barriers are often cheaply and loosely erected and not in the best shape. Much like the ones at the Capitol on January 6th in four days. And frankly, my white privilege precedes me. It isn't lost on me that a black man disregarding no trespassing signs on a county highway in the middle of Trump country enters a highly different scenario than a five-foot-six unimposing white man entering the exact same scenario. It's warm for January in the mountains. 
As I begin to poke around the first building, I wonder, why did this place shutter its doors and windows? Likely tax evasion or fraud, I decide, as I begin sniffing around the lower level of the building, happening upon what seems to be some sort of club, with an old dance floor, disco lights dangling overhead, barely, and an upright piano that's been tipped over and decimated. do a ton of research on any of the ruins sites until after I've visited the properties because I like to give my imagination a clean slate. As it turns out, tax evasion or fraud, like so many spaces I've explored, is precisely what ended the life of Penn Hills Resort in 2009. Millions of dollars of back taxes that never got paid. Employees who never received paychecks. Lawsuits shady business dealings, and they got away with it, too. The owners never had to take a single shred of responsibility for breaking the law. But that doesn't really surprise me. I look on the ground at a pile of papers. Sitting on top is a gas mileage guide from 1982. I pick it up and skim through the pages, breaking a rule, usually not to touch anything. And somehow holding this 39-year-old relic transports me back in time when big hair and Wall Street and synthesizers were all the rage. I can smell the gasoline and taste processed foods and hear Ronald Reagan coolly remind Americans about the sacred fire of liberty in his January 26, 1982 State of the Union address. The same liberty that in four days will result in a breach of the Capitol, and, to me, what feels like the beginning of a second civil war. Not like the first one ever really ended, but here we are. I begin to walk back further on the western side of the resort. As I wander towards a curious, abandoned, postmodern house that's sitting at the back of the property for an undetermined reason, I discover an old television frame. I pick it up, put my face into the smashed opening, and I think about the mass media. A 24-hour news cycle, doom-scrolling. These things can't be good for our brains. I know they're not good for our brains. We all just want to be on television. I shake these thoughts out of my mind, snap a photo, drop the TV shell, and make my way to the strange beauty of this postmodern house. Though it's unconfirmed, I am almost positive that this Versacean nightmare full of art deco wallpaper and Italian-appropriated architecture belonged to the owners of the Penn Hills Resort, Francis Paolillo and her husband. I can barely set foot anywhere in the house because the floors are caving in throughout. So I snap a few photos through the windows and imagine all the swingers parties that undoubtedly took place here. I avoid eye contact with any of the ghosts who have appeared because I'm sober and I'm an introverted extrovert, so large social gatherings like this one always make me nervous. 
I notice another upright piano in the house, also tipped over, also decimated next to a giant indoor fountain. I can hear the chatter of champagne glasses clinking over the roar of the piano playing Laura Branigan's Gloria on repeat as the fountain cycles dirty water and couples laugh, kiss, and wander into empty rooms for alone time. I quickly leave the party and head to the backside of the house where I come across a poignant feast of graffiti sprayed onto the gold and yellow brick, including a giant red fuck you situated neatly next to an American flag. The distance between the two is just enough that they could be unrelated, but I don't think they are. It's a sentiment I don't forget and don't necessarily disagree with. We live in a country with a lot of freedom and privilege, but who does that narrative apply to, I wonder? What happens if we dissect the catchphrase, freedom and justice for all Might we find underneath the glimmer and glitz that it's nothing more than one of the greatest marketing schemes of all time? These thoughts pummel through my head as I make my way to the opposite side of the resort. As I cross the road, two other explorers, a couple, hop out of their car to enter this side of the resort with me. I smile and wave at them, but in my head I grown. The reason I adore these expeditions to abandoned spaces so much is the silence and the solitude I often get to experience as the sole occupant. It always feels unsettling when I cross paths with other folks out trying to pass the time while the pandemic winter continues to hold its mighty grip on the planet. But this isn't my resort. And I'm not the first person to come, and I certainly won't be the last. Once the three of us pass through the shoddy chain-link fence, I walk in the polar opposite direction, hooking a left around the wedding bell-shaped pool in front of the main hotel, full of, likely, the cheapest accommodations at the resort. In the commercials I discover on YouTube, the Penhills Resort was no joke. They had it all, several different room types private, tiny cabins further up the creek running through the property, more remote, larger cabins on stilts built into the wooded hillside, full-blown three-story condos, then these plain-Jane hotel rooms. But no matter the accommodation, each and every room was fitted with your classic heart-shaped tub. A majority of these rooms and buildings still exist on the property, entirely intact, save the years of wear and tear, and a fire or two. One of those tubs, along with several other pieces of furniture, is partially frozen into the murky ice that fills the pool, and as I walk around it, I close my eyes and pretend that it's 1982. I'm here with my hot boyfriend, hair slicked back, but that's when the dream stops short. I open my eyes. Escape with someone you love to Pin Hills, a couple's resort designed for couples just like you. I wouldn't have been welcome here in 1982 at the genesis of the AIDS crisis. 
All of the commercials for the Penn Hills Resort are full of cisgendered, straight, white folks sauntering about with perfect teeth and big hair. A couple's resort in the Pocono Mountains. For reservations, for reservations, for reservations, for reservations. And I know that if I saw that commercial now, no queer couples in sight, yeah, I wouldn't come. I reach the final cabin up the creek and come across a burned-out vehicle sitting at the back. For some reason, the two found objects that always perplex me in these spaces are abandoned cars and abandoned shoes. How did this person get out of here without their shoes or their car? Did a friend show up? The vehicle is covered in graffiti, as always, and I imagine a Vietnam War defector left it here and route to Canada, evading his wartime responsibilities. It's definitely been here for years. I hop to the opposite side of the creek and climb a steep hill, littered with more heart-shaped tubs, couches, lamps. Most of the rooms on this property have been emptied of their kitschy bathrooms, only the raised platform to climb in and the outline of the tub remaining to indicate what used to sit there. I enter one of these elevated cabins and find some impressive graffiti art inside. In fact, a large percentage of the graffiti on this property is stunning, more than most places I've visited. There's a woman's face boasting giant lips, sucking on a lollipop, and I ask her, Where'd you get that? I got it at the front desk, dummy. She blurts with a wink. I hop off the cabin deck and peer underneath. There, in bold letters, lives a message, giant, plastered onto the side of the concrete foundation that reads, Out here in the boondocks dodge in COVID-19 like the cops. I let the slant rhyme slide because I'm so struck by this moment in our country's history. It's January 2nd, 2021, and by the end of today, 2,373 more Americans will have passed from COVID-19, and in four days, a massacre will happen at the Capitol. I make my way back down the hill to explore the last of the resort, and by this point it's crawling with spectators. I enter the hotel's lobby, taking my last photographs before I depart. As I come back to the county highway where my journey began, I approach my parked car, now surrounded by several other parked cars. There are more people here than I realized. I climb in turn the key and seconds later a gaggle of cops pulls up lights blazing they jump out shouting at all visible trespassers i don't see one cop approach my car and when he taps on the window i jump i roll my window down hey were you just in there uh no man sorry i just pulled over to send a text i lie 
All right, sorry. He grumbles and heads up to his buddies, pulling folks out of the Penn Hills Resort. I put the key in the ignition, turn the car on, and pull away, once again reminding myself that my white privilege precedes me as an explorer of abandoned buildings. But what I'm not thinking about in that moment is that in four days, everything will change. In four days, this trip to the abandoned Penn Hills Resort won't really seem to matter. In four days, on January 6th, 2021, our country will change forever. And so will I. But these all-American ruins won't... No. They'll stay the same. Mere symbols of a crumbling empire. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome to the first season of Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast. Join me every other week as I take you on immersive sonic journeys, recounting my expeditions of abandoned spaces across the United States and transforming them into fantastical audio experiences that allow you, dear listener, to dive into my imagination with me or maybe inspire you to go out and use your own. In two weeks, join me as I wander the abandoned batteries and bunkers of the Marin Headlands in Sausalito, California, where a powerful encounter with a coyote gives me permission to forgive myself for one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. If you don't want to miss it, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I also would like to ask with fondness if you could please rate and review this first season so I can keep feeling the fantasy with you. And maybe share it with your friends. The more the merrier, I say. Also, if you like to read or enjoy amateur photography, you can catch up on more of my adventures at allamericanruins.com or follow me on Instagram at allamericanruins. Abandoned, the All American Ruins podcast is hosted and produced by me, Blake File with studio space courtesy of Radio Kingston WKNY in Kingston, New York. Special thanks to Ida Hakala, Jimmy Buff, and Manuel Bloss for the mentorship and encouragement, and to you, the listener. Thanks for taking time to explore these spaces with me.